You are entering an alternate reality of space and time, artificial intelligence, and the unknown in Future Tech. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Future Tech, I'm going to talk to Jonathan Gillum. He's the founder and CEO of Originality.ai. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Good to be here. And this is a very relevant topic, of course. Um, ChatGPT is constantly in the news, most notably lately, because Sam Altman got kicked out, then brought back, and everyone's wondering what the hell happened. Um, but AI is all over the place. I mean, it's kind of taken over the world in terms of uh, content, right? And you guys came out before ChatGPT was launched, which means you had a kind of a foresight as to what was going to happen next. Now, uh, what I'd like to know personally is, what made you come up with something like originality.ai before the need arose from ChatGPT? Like, what was that aha moment that you had? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, for for most of the world, generative AI didn't exist, and then ChatGPT came out and it did exist. But before that, you know, ChatGPT was just a, an improved front end on GPT three, and there had been other tools that were um, AI writing tools, you know, most notably was Jasper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had been, you know, I, I don't know the number exact number of users, but it had achieved a 1.5 billion valuation before chat GPT came out. Um, they're, they're struggling, I think after, um, yeah. but, uh, it, uh, so, so we, we'd been in the content marketing business. Um, we had a content marketing agency. We were in the world of hiring writers and so we've been living with sort of this challenge of was this AI generated or not AI generated um, before ChatGPT? But then, yeah, we launched the weekend before it came out, and then uh, yeah, the world kind of blew up and and changed since since its launch. Good timing, you know. And and I, I'm one of the early users, I would say, because um, as soon as I was using ChatGPT to create blog posts, I, I immediately thought to myself, well. Google's not going to like this. They're going to probably figure out that it's artificially created. So let me try to find a tool that can help me change it to make it modify it to make it more human friendly. And I came across originality.ai and I signed up for it and I started using it a lot. Uh, and it would tell me like, you know, 90% AI or 80% human. And it would kind of tell me the, the different rankings. Uh, and then it would change it for me to make it more human. So was it, in, was your product initially to do that, to like help people like me. Cause you know, I had a team of like five or six bloggers that I let go. I mean, they, I was paying them crazy amounts of money to, to write blog posts that ChatGPT was able to do in 30 seconds, much better, uh, content as well, because no, no mistakes and really well written. Um, was yours initially created to help us or to combat us? Yeah. So it, I'm I'm not against AI generative AI content. I think it has a a place. What I'm I'm pro is that you being the entrepreneur or the site owner is the one that makes that decision. Mm-hmm. And so if you're comfortable with generative AI content on your site, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go go for it. You know, the use of our tool to sort of make that content more human is is secondary to the main use case, which is trying to make sure that the decision and i think you're correct the decision to publish ai generated content is riskier Mm -hmm. but accepting that risk in exchange for a massive efficiency savings makes sense for people at times 
uh, doesn't make sense for other people, but mm-hmm. the ultimately I want, the, you know, our belief is that the decision should lie with the, you know, entrepreneur, or the decision maker, and not necessarily the writer for whether or not generative AI gets used for that content creation. Yeah. And that makes sense. And, you know, one of the things that I made sure, and I still do even today, this morning is that I have a, a staff writer who checks every single post and modifies edits changes the posts to sound more human um so yeah. she she does that for me because and i taught her how to do it you know I, I come from a journalism background so i also know how to write articles and so i said hey this post is great it's 90 percent done but like there's like a 10 percent these sentences don't sound like somebody wrote them. It sounds like it came out of chat GPT and that's where she fine tunes it. And that's kind of what I do um, to, to kind of do my part in making sure it's not a hundred percent AI written, but mostly it is. Is that something that's like normal or. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of, you know, I think in, so super normal. um, And I think a good use case, I think the, you know, the question that we all need to ask ourselves in the, in the world of sort of like SEO and creating content to rank on Google is ultimately, you know, what does Google want to do? It wants to rank useful content. Mm-hmm. If you're able to, if you're in an industry or a topic that's being covered, that the out, straight output of, of ChatGPT is, is useful um, and more useful than what a human could produce, then, then great. It's a great use case. I think that's rarely the case. I think most times it needs um, Fine human involvement to make it truly useful. Um, and you more useful than they could get from another source. Um, and you mentioned Google wants good content. So what's the take on that? Uh, you know, is Google, you know, how do they view AI generated content? Yeah. So they've done a bit, they've done a couple of flips. Um, so first they came out with sort of a, a guidelines of, um, automated content is including generative AI is, is essentially bad. Um, is what their sort of first take was. And then they, then they sort of backed that off and said, um, we're not saying that. We're saying that automate that, that content created um, for the purposes of ranking in Google and manipulating search results is is bad. Right. And whether that is, you know, I think they, they use like whether that's 200 humans are spun up or whether that's 200 GPTs are spun up. Um, both, both any anything to manipulate Google is bad. I think, and I mean, we always have to, in the world of SEO, kind of ask ourselves, do we believe Google? Um, <laughs> don't and, and don't do be evil. Yeah, sure. Such um, an ironic, such an ironic slogan. Well, I mean, I want to, yeah. I want to press you on that for a second. So let's go back to what I was saying in terms of, you know, generating content and then having my human moderator, so to speak, or writer. Now we don't, post our blog posts for the rankings in Google. We just don't. I've taught my yeah. team specifically why we do it. And it's to teach people about our industry and our, our product and our, our market and say, you know, yeah. we're, we're an expert in our space. Here's infographics. Here's a blog post to go along with this topic. And we always capture trending content. So if something happens in the news, we try to make sure that we post something that's rel- you know, that relates to that, but in our space. So yep. we're doing it in that way. I mean, is that more towards what Google is talking about? I, I, um, I'd have to know. So I think so. I mean, I think if, if you're writing for humans first, I mean, the, and there's been some recent updates within Google, like the helpful content update, um, that that's a lot about sort of focusing on um, 
trying to make sure that writers are and publishers like us are focusing on our readers and not trying to manipulate Google. So I think you're absolutely thinking about it correctly. I, I can't say it's sort of in this, in this example, I think there's always, you know, as, as much as I say that it still comes down a lot of times to the search term people are entering and the content on your page and the number of links to your page. And so I think, you know, if, if you're truly a hundred percent committed to their line of thinking and go and create um, content for the purposes of, of humans and with no eye to um, the search term, you, you might be giving up some, some upside opportunity around, you know, getting traffic to your site um, and, and the rankings that would come from that sort of having a combination of a focus on a focus on Google, because that's where the traffic, a good chunk of traffic comes from and the focus on the, the audience. Yeah. And, and for spinner, that's the name of the app that we, if you check us out, um, for Spinner, you'll see that um, most of the content that we do produce, it's not trying to, you know, target any specific kind of rank ranking system. It's really statistics based, yep. data based, you know, so like if you're trying to figure out like, you know, how many people are lonely in America today, because that's kind of our target is loneliness is you'll see like 74 percent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not like trying to get into SEO with the rankings. So I think and originality AI, when, when we were originally using it, um, you know, we had like five or six people um, in Spinner writing these articles. And then eventually when ChatGPT came out, I was getting articles written and then posting them through your site to clean yeah. them up. And they were just miles ahead. They were light years ahead in terms of quality, right? The quality yeah. was just so much better. So walk me through how, you know, and this is a, there's like a fine line here. What's the integrity and the transparency of online content, basically, when it comes to how your product is trying to restore the value and trustworthiness, you know, back to the internet? Yeah. So, I mean, it's what's timely is the, and being a journalist or ex-journalist, like the, the word of the year just got announced this morning. Um, and it's, and it's, uh, gotta get it right, but I think it's authentic and it's all related to, Wow. Um, kind of the notion of what, um, you know, every time we go online now, are we need to complete a Turing test of, are we interacting with a human or are we interacting with an AI? And what we've seen in some of the stats, we've run our own sort of internal studies and we've seen like 30% of um, Captera reviews since the launch of ChatGPT are AI generated. Wow. Um, so even reviews are not safe. So tell us a little bit about that. I guess Amazon reviews too. Amazon reviews. Uh, uh, we ran a study on Amazon. I'll, I'll get the math a little wrong, but I, but I think it was basically like 10, 10 to 15%, a four, 400, 4X increase in wow. number of AI generated reviews since the launch of ChatGPT. Um, some sites, Trustpilot seems to be combating it. They had sort of a spike, but now it's dropping off. So I think they're doing stuff internally to, some to battle that. Um, and so, you know, I think you know, you know, when we come, when we go online, um, there's a certain level of sort of trust that we're putting into the infrastructure that's in place. We're putting trust into Google that they're going to return good results. We're putting trust into the results that we see. You know, I think there's always a skept, a healthy level of skepticism that, yeah. that should be required when you're reading online. And, that's, online, and that uh, hasn't changed with AI. That was like from the beginning of the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't They right. say, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> yes, that's, that's been like, yeah, 101. So uh, that definitely hasn't changed. What has changed, I think, is the um, 
what had typically sort of helped raise the hair on the back of your neck about like, Ooh, do I trust this was typically like grammatically incorrect. Um, other sort of problems associated with the text. Yeah. And now it's the opposite. Like it's, right. it's, you it's know, so such comp it's yeah. too good. It's like, wow, I really believe this. Oh wait, it's wrong. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it is a, we're finding it fascinating on just sort of trying to understand the proliferation of generative AI into different pockets of the world and, and where that is, I think, you know, objectively, I think everyone would say, I would rather not be reading a review that was AI generated versus human generated. True. Um, Cause the AI doesn't really know what the product was. You can tell it what it was, but it can't feel it and, and see what the, the process of using the product is. So it doesn't really know. It's just basing it on what you tell it. And, yeah. you know, and people, Maybe they maybe they do realize this. Maybe they don't. The fact that ChatGPT is new for the public, as although it was out for maybe twenty years in terms of LLMs, but now it's like new for the public, and it's only going to get crazier from here. Now you can do imagery, and you can talk to it, and there's so many things you can do, and it's only going to get crazier from here, right? So, where yep. do you see the next five, ten years of AI now that we have it available to us in a public sense? Where do you think it's headed? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it, the last <laughs> week and the focus around QSTAR and what's happening there, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's fascinating. I think, um, I think there's a few things that I, I could say that with some confidence. One, it's going to get wildly better, and whatever I predict right now is going to be wrong. Um, I think there's limitations on going bigger with LLMs. I think all useful content, all content that is worth consuming, has been consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there needs to be an evolution around to to create better than human level performance. There needs to be some new innovation, which might be kind of you know the 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 rumors around QSTAR could be that. Um, That's interesting. I think I think the there's going to be a lot more focus around uh, a, a continued focus around alignment and safety. And I think the rate mm-hmm. of development might slow feel like it slows when it, I don't, I don't know. When, when regulations. I think, so I think, yeah. I think hallucinations are going to get reduced drastically. I think that's the biggest problem to um, the use of them right now is factually, you know, what we've talked about, like confidently bullshitting is, is the great biggest problem. I think that's going to get tackled. Um, and, and like, the, and, like the, and like the online publishing industry too, right? Like people making eBooks and like writing books and publishing them and maybe even selling tons of them. That's not great as far. I mean, I don't know what, what what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's been, it's a problem. Um, the guardian used originality tech to look at, to write a story looking at, uh, there was a foraging book about, and essentially that was being sold on Amazon. It was a foraging ebook. Um, and it was about like, how do you, how do you know if this mushroom is safe? Taste it. It was, was essentially what it said. Oh, geez. And, and I've, and, I, I've seen that know. movie. I know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it was a, it was a deadly mushroom that they were suggesting right. to taste, to understand if it was the deadly kind or not the deadly kind. So um, yeah, th- there's, there's a lot of cases I think of, of yeah, what to, what to trust and, and, how do you create, and there was this uh, guidebooks, New York Times did an article around guidebooks that were AI generated. Um, and the fact that you can, you know, common practice is to use pen names. And so you don't really know who that author is that you're, that you're interacting with. Right. Um, and, you know, if reviews are AI generated and the books AI generated, then 
who do you trust? Um, so it, it is a problem that I think is going to get worked out. Um, and there'll be, you know, I think there will be some method of, uh, human validation m- moving forward in, in a bunch of different, and that will get addressed in different ways in different environments. You know, Amazon will address it differently. Everybody's Reddit gonna, will address do, it differently. Core will address it differently. They're all going to do their things to protect everybody. And you guys are doing your part. So if anybody wants to try out your service, they can head on over to originality.ai. And what would they expect by using it for the first time? Yeah, so it's uh, we, we're it's built to be help content editors. So anybody that's about to publish content on the web, uh, it's built to help them um, do their job in the world of generative AI. So it's an AI checker, plagiarism checker, and, and fact checker. And you just paste in your, the content that you're looking to publish, and then you get an understanding on if it's meeting the the specs that you want for your content. Of are you happy with it being AI generated? You know, most people are happy not don't want their content to be plagiarized um and and is it factually accurate and and that's what we we aim to be sort of that tool belt for copy editors perfect thank you john guys check out originality.ai i've been using it for probably a year now it's a great tool and i'll see you guys in the next episode hope you enjoyed the episode if you learned something today please support this podcast by subscribing to it sharing it with your friends and leaving a five-star review you can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.